All right, and welcome to episode 26 of Frightmares. I thought you were going to say something. Um, As always, I am your host, Austin Proctor. And joining me today is someone new. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's my wife, Gabrielle Proctor. And that's the first time I've actually said that. My wife. And I'm not legally Proctor yet because I haven't been legally able to change my name. Well, they wouldn't have known that until... Why do you have to ruin things? I'm the missus. The Mrs. Proctor. So this is my wife and me. (laughs) I was going to say my husband. (laughs) This I is my, am my own husband. <laughs> so yes, we we got married. Uh, was it a week and a day ago? Two weeks, Two weeks and a ago. Day ago. Holy crap! <laughs> He's um, gonna be missing the anniversaries, folks. I probably will. Uh, yeah, we um, we've been out of the podcast game for like I don't know. It feels like forever, but it's really only been a couple of weeks because I think it was three weeks ago. Me and Spencer did. Um, the Halloween one. Oh, but so you know how long ago that was, but not when <laughs> we got married. I said I think. I don't know. Anyways, so we're back. We're back. We're doing it. We're uh, we're, we're doing outer space. We're doing it. Um, not on th- not on the show later. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Get it together. I know. I need to get it together. We're two minutes in, and I'm already fucking stupid. So this episode is going to be about a bunch of random shit we've seen uh, recently. It was cool because when we were at the hotel on our honeymoon, they had a TV that you could cast to, which I've never fucking seen. I thought that was pretty sweet. So we in were in a wa- hotel to be yeah, in, in a hotel. In a hotel. Yeah, sorry. We own a TV you can cast. Well, I'm pretty to. sure I said in the hotel. If you were no, you didn't say you. You said you'd never seen a TV you could cast. I feel to. like you missed the first part where I said in our hotel Anywho. there was a TV. <laughs> so we were watching Forensic Files and we watched a bunch of horror movies while we were away because we could and why not take advantage. So we watched a bunch of new stuff. I think everything that we watched is from this year. Because we even went to see Zombieland 2, which we'll talk about later, uh, when we were up in Portland. And uh, it was pretty good. We'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. But you know what? I think we're going to switch it up. Because normally we always talk about movies right off the bat. And then we go to Horror Nights when we are talking about Horror Nights. I say we open with that. Open with all the haunts and shit we've done. Then go into the movies. What say you to that? Yar. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So the last episode we did was before the film fest that we went to. So me and Corey went to Picture Show Panic. It was pretty dope. We watched a bunch of shorts, ate some like blue popcorn or red popcorn. I don't know. They put some color on the popcorn. I don't know. It was weird. And then it got all over our faces. It was terrible. And then uh, hung out there for a bit. And then that night we went to the York Drive Project while I went alone because you... You're doing something. I couldn't. Oh yeah, you were with wedding stuff. Yeah, wedding stuff, and I was doing haunts. So Will was supposed to go, but he couldn't go either. So I went by myself down to York Drive Project, and it was so amazing. I got this awesome little teddy bear that's sitting right in front of me from them. It's all mangled and burned and bloody, and it's got a stake in it, and it's staring right at Gabby. So it's perfect. I really wish it wasn't. That's the best. So York Drive Project was awesome. That's down in Bradenton. It's run by a couple of friends of mine, uh, Tyler Dunn and Brad Myers. They did a fucking fantastic job. If you follow us on Facebook, I did upload a walkthrough of the haunt on Facebook. It's pretty fucking awesome. I'm also going to upload it to our new YouTube channel, too. What? What? We've got six subscribers. <laughs> Fucking we got a doing YouTube it. channel? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. And uh, clearly he feels like he has to include his co-hosts since I had no idea I, you were even <laughs> thinking of doing I, it. Dude, I just, I forgot about it until I, I was talking about uploading them. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I did a, I did a thing on YouTube, but I, you know. 
Good You're job. looking at me with so much hatred right now. Yeah, because you don't tell me things. I don't tell anybody anything. Equal I have the partners, wor- my ass. worst memory ever. So yeah, York Drive was fantastic. They are in talks of doing a Christmas haunt, which would be dope as fuck. I'm down for that. I'm about it. I need Christmas haunts in my life. As long as it's not all we're doing for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is haunts. <laughs> and middle fingers from Gabby. <laughs> so yeah, anyways. That was a fun time. Can't wait for Christmas. Now let's move on to HHN and talk about what we liked, all our statistics <laughs> and stuff. What? Can you say something instead of looking at me like so weirdly? That's good. Let's talk about them. All right. So as you know, or maybe you don't know, HHN wrapped up the second was it a week ago, two weeks ago. I can't. I can't math. A week ago. It's a week ago. About a week ago, HHN ended. And uh, it's really sad and depressing. But also, you know, we have our lives back now. So that's nice. You know? It is good to actually have some free time to do things. Yeah, because pretty much all our free time involved weddings, stuff, and HHN. And now both of those things are over. And we have all this ti- all the time in the world, which is great. I like that. Yeah, we can actually do stuff to our house. Yay, like the podcast studio. Like we, we're, I fucking put all these spider webs up and spiders. And there's really terribly hung lights that... Gabby said she's going to fix. And, uh, you know, we have time to do things like that. So it's fun. But, yeah, HHN, sad times. We didn't go as many times as we planned to. You know, wedding kind of got in the way of that, which is totally fine because it was amazing. It was pretty sweet. It was awesome. So we went a total of 12 times this year, which is quite lame because last year I think uh, we went 21 times. So why don't you tell me what your favorite house was from this year. And I'll tell you mine. I feel like it's the same. Did we already do this? I mean, in person. Um, graveyard games. Graveyard like games? Hands down. Okay. Same. I mean, how could it not be? Uh, the That house had the biggest scare in it for me the whole season. And kind of throughout the season, I got some scared, but wasn't really getting too scared. And then this one guy... This fucking guy scared the holy shit out of both of us at the same time because I think we've talked about him on the show. Probably. I, I know we've talked about HHN. Um, Can't remember he everything. crawled out on the ground. He was supposed to be standing and he was on the fucking ground okay, but crawling at us. Mind you, for people who don't know or haven't been this year, that entire time, that, that, that boo hole was a guy on his feet. Like... It was a guy that just was like, ah, pop out. And then, like you said, we came out we're like, where's the guy? And then, oh, my God, why yeah, are like you down there? crawling at our feet, and we're like, no, why are you there? And I'm pretty sure that was a night. It was just me and you. I don't think Kat or Will was there. I'm pretty sure it was just me no, and you. Me and yeah, you. we freaked the fuck out. Scared the shit out of both of us. Yeah, and it does have another really well-crafted scare with the hallway. The You've got alcoves. All, the, the alcoves. Oh, yes. Uh, there's Yeah, there's like four or five alcoves on each side of you and it's all lit up and then it just starts going and all the lights start going out and then there's this one character who you're pretty sure is a fucking uh you know not real person yeah because um in a couple of the other uh alcoves they have like other versions of her that are standing there and they're fake so you're like is that one fake too yeah of course it is psych until she jumps at your face yeah, that house is just, that was probably the one of the best original houses I've seen since I've been going. Haven't been going that long, 24. 
but nonetheless, it was very, very original, very well-crafted scares. Just overall, great house. Yeah, I, I really liked the idea, and I, I liked that it was a house that not many people um, were talking about when they were announcing houses. It was like, okay, that house, whatever, don't know what it is. And no one really particularly cared about that one. And then that line was always hopping and like it was it was so well put together and they had so many areas where they had mannequins out next to real people and they were just standing out in front of you. So you had no idea which one was the real one and you're just staring at them going which one of you is about to jump at me? Well, and, you know, the strobe lights and the low light don't help by any means on, on determining who's real and who's not. So, no. good luck with that. No, and I thought I thought that one really had the, the most solid scares in it for me. Yeah, that one. I got scared the most in that. And I actually tracked how many times I got scared in each house. I tracked Nerd. that. I'm sorry. Go. Fucking dog. Uh, yeah, so I, I did all that. I, tr- I track a lot of stuff. So yeah, Graveyard Games for us is by far the best house. of the, Like, I really, I, um, listen, not to downplay the guys in House of a Thousand Corpses because that was a great house and I feel like it told the story of the movie, like, perfectly. It was great. I just don't think it deserved House of the Year. I don't know. I yeah. know there's I know there's more to a house than just scares, but Graveyard Games gave us aesthetics, scares, and it was just so original. something you've never seen before. So I, I really wish they would give more love to the original mazes when they're giving out House of the Year. I mean, Scarecrow did win in 2017, which was an original house. So that's cool, but I just feel like... I f- yeah, I feel like House of a Thousand Corpses, while it was a good house, um, I feel like a lot of it wasn't about scares. It was about recreating scenes. And I know that is obviously the point, but at the same time didn't get near the kind of scares that um, we got at Graveyard Games or even some of the other houses. So I I felt like that was kind of an odd choice. Not that they didn't do an excellent job at what they were doing. I just felt like there were other houses that were better. Well, yeah. And and also, they've already done House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, it was out in Hollywood. I don't think they did it here, but it's still already been a house. So I really wish Graveyard Games would have got it, although I do, you know... It was a good house. At least they didn't give it to a house that everyone didn't like. Like House of a Thousand Corpses was a great house, and they did a really good job with the facade and all that stuff. So now, oh, you have something else you want to say? I was just going to ask what house you didn't like. There really wasn't many houses I didn't like. I, and I, I, I mean, I was I was thinking about it, like, in terms of, are we talking in terms of scares or in terms of, like, sets or what? Because, honestly, there wasn't a house... Well, I, I guess Nightingales. That's probably yeah, yeah. that's probably the house I liked the least, just because of the fact it smelled like a fucking barnyard in there. Like it smelled like shit and fucking hay, and it was pretty much the same footpath as Scarecrow, also in the same location as Scarecrow. And I feel like they reused a lot of the Scarecrow parts. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Like, not that it was a bad house. It just. Except for, okay, there was one scare in that house that got me every fucking time. And it was when you came, when you would go around the corner and there was that 
um, Nightingale, like that was up on a platform and oh, would the always one that yeah, get in your face. He would always get you as you came around the corner. That was probably my favorite scare. And in the beginning of the season, they had that one guy that was in the uh, like the jail cell that would stand against the wall and act like he was fake and then charge you. But then he he stopped doing that halfway through. So I don't know what happened there because that was a great scare because he would stand there so still and you're like I don't know. And then the strobes would flash and the fucking hand would be like two inches from your face. You remember that scare, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then he just fucked off or something. <laughs> and then the uh the he li- had places to be. He really had other things to do. Uh then one time the lion from um uh, the house last year. It was the fairy tale house. Scary, Scary tales. tales. <laughs> that line got me so good one time because it, I've never seen cuz you know it was on like a little it's like a puppet so they pushed it out towards your face as you went by and one time I I literally almost fell because it got right to my ear so I ducked and then I realized it wasn't going to hit me, but then I almost fell. And so that one got me good, too. But, yeah, Nightingale's, eh, it's okay. I mean, it's yeah, right. and there were so many spots where, like, I know they were trying to make it authentic with making people um, speak Greek uh, or Latin, whatever, whatever, I don't know, whatever, whatever. they were speaking. Uh, the problem is, is you lose some of the story when you have no idea what the fuck they're saying to you. We didn't know what they were saying until we went on the tour and someone told us what no, they were saying. No, there was ju- that was just the painting on the wall. No, no, no. They were speaking whatever it was. Really? Latin. Yeah. Well, which I'd is why you never understood what the fuck they were saying. And I didn't like that because it takes away because you have no idea what's going on. And there were there were some like ill-timed effects like um there was the the one female gladiator was attacking the nightingale yeah and its yeah neck was really tall for its some neck reason, was which, huge which just looked really dorky and i never i see i think i saw that m- like a handful of times I like think maybe I saw four her, like once or twice yeah and um it, it was just like there were big gaps and scares and it, it just yeah, didn't there was play a l- as well as everyone was expecting it to there was a lot of uh, what i call like dead zone where yeah you're just kind of walking and it's just like okay we're the people like what's going on we're this character so yeah i i agree with you on that it was just it was wasn't that it was bad it was just kind of like underwhelming yeah underwhelming but really other other than that i mean we had depths of fear which as the season went on i loved that house more and more and more that fucking house the last run that we did was my favorite run that ever happened throughout the entire season you know house of a thousand corpses we talked about killer clowns was so fucking fun it was. I we loved that house. I know the only thing we didn't like about it was the the facade was kind of yeah the facade yeah considering Sa- the uh, big goofy nature of the whole thing it was kind of boring. Well, and the one that they had in Hollywood is like you know you walk through the tent and they had uh, like the farmer guy with the shovel walking around and then they had the the shadow of Jumbo you know going after him so that was super cool but yeah we just kind of walked through the sh- the Shrek theater like. Ah, yes, there's dangly bits in my face. Cool. And yeah. they took ah, those yeah. down partway through, but it was just <laughs> they like... They kept changing them. <laughs> striped walls. It was the striped walls like the tent. Two barrels of hay, uh, bales of hay with a lantern and a shovel. Yeah. And then you could... They had like a projector screen where you could see some shadows to one side, but the rest of it was just kind of plain and sad. So simple. And they used to have shiny things hanging from the ceiling, and then they had strings hanging from the ceiling. Then they had nothing. And you're just like, Wow. This is the effort you put into this facade because all the other facades had something going on with them, like all of them. Well, okay, so, okay, so let's backtrack here, real quick, real quick, talking about facades. Because, okay, yeah, Depths of Fear had a pretty sweet one, Fathom Corp with the shipping containers on that shit. Yeah. House of Thousand Corpses obviously had a great one. 
Uh, Killer Clowns, no. Nightingales even had that sick like Roman cathedral, or not cathedral, Roman-like Colosseum shit. Universal Monsters didn't technically have a facade, but it had the side of the parade warehouse that had like a giant decal, and they had all the um, images up on there. Well, remember, and then when you came inside, you went to these uh, sculptures Yeah, that's true. of the monsters, and then one of them was missing, and that's the first scare you get is the one that was missing. Okay, fair enough. Um... And then Yeti, of course, great facade with all the snow and the, the uh, you walk into like a cabin. See, and this is where I, I'm going to disagree because Ghostbusters, eh, it was a library, but like I mean, it that was kind of boring. I mean, to be fair, that is that made more sense because that's how the story started. Well, but yeah, it makes they sense. Actually, like the bookshelves were at least interesting because they moved around and they well, had that's the not, librarian. I'm, that, I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about the, the facade. It was just like the, just the, you know, the side of the, it was like the New York public library or whatever. Like, oh, okay. I mean, the same thing could be said be- about um, Stranger Things though because you enter into the side of a school building. Oh yeah, that's true. See, so yeah, so so we have Stranger Things and even Us. Oh no, no. Sorry, Us had a great facade. Excuse me. So Stranger Excuse Things. You. Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, and... um. Where'd it go? Killer Clowns. Yeah. So those were the three that really had kind of an underwhelming facade. At least there at least Stranger Things and Ghostbusters made sense for the story. If for Killer Clowns, it was just like, oh, if we hang something this color, that ought to do it. I That's felt true. like they could have they honestly could have made it look like a tent entrance at least, because you basically walk into a doorway. They could have draped it so it looked like a tent entrance. Something well, different than what they did. Yes, yeah, something anything different. More, but with you know, with saying that, that was one of my favorite houses. I love that house. I thought it was fantastic. Great, you know, great scares. Great, like you know, actors, scare actors. Yeah, they had fun with it. It was a good time. Uh, so then we go to. I already talked about Nine Gales, and then uh, Universal Monsters. That was a, that was another one where I is almost almost on the same page as Nightingales. I did like it more than Nightingale just because you walk through so many different stories. You know, you had. Gillman and Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein's monster, and all that jazz. So that was cool, but it was another one where I was just kind of like, eh, wasn't wasn't really scary, but the sets and like all that stuff inside was top notch. Yeah, I did think the uh, the Gillman set was. I mean, like it was cool, but like the scares were a little anticlimactic. Yeah, <laughs> because it was just like, I like the, the noise. See, I like the noise that they used, but he just came out and was just like, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, friend. Yeah, and how you doing? They had all the uh, like the seaweed. I like how it looked like you were underwater, and they had the seaweed, except it was like it'd been snapped off, like all over the place. And um, well, that's because of the you know shitty guests that are like, let me yank on this. And I did find it a little annoying that they reused the um, the witch's mirror maze from Scary Tales. Yeah, because that's the entirety of the Phantom of the Opera, except for the part with the. Uh, the wall that like you can see him standing the vanishing wall yeah or whatever you want to call it but now i'm kind of wondering was that in the uh scary tales house and i forgot about it because i kind of feel like it i don't think so but maybe it's just because i've seen something similar i mean like the scare actors in there were doing pretty good the dracula bride scared the shit out of me every (laughs) time for like the second half of the season, they stopped scaring me as much, but the first half, every time, they kept scaring the hell out of me. Because yeah, it's that blood-curdling scream they had as her triggers. Like, holy shit. No, the Brides of Dracula, the three the three brides. Brides of, where were they? In the Dracula portion. There was a Dracula portion? 
Yeah. Where, oh, where they's like, where it's like devour them. And it's the three chicks that pop out. Like there's one by him and then there's two. Oh, another, like, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Those ones always scared the hell out of me because I knew they were there and then they just scream and then I jump. Yeah. the tr- when, when they have a trigger that's just screaming, it's like, ah, that's going to get me every time. Pretty much. So, yeah, Universal Monsters, another one that's kind of low on my on our list, I guess, just because I don't know. I just it just didn't didn't hook me like some of the other ones did. Uh, so then we get to Yeti. And that was another one of our at least my favorites. I thought that house is fantastic because that's, of course, you know, uh, playing off of the Swamp Yeti from. Oh, goodness. I feel really bad that I'm forgetting this name right now. Slaughter Cinema. There we go. Wow. Wow. That was my favorite house from last year. I totally forgot about it. That's embarrassing. So Yeti was awesome. You know, you're in like the tundra or whatever, going through these cabins and trapper tents and all that stuff. And there's these giant fucking Yetis that come out. And God, towards the end of the season, they they really got me, especially in the ending scene when you're going through the mirror maze of the woods and the flashing lights. And it's another one of those scares where they, they can see that you're coming from around the corner. So they just immediately go with there was so many hands in my face this year i don't know if that was like what the deal was but so many hands like two inches away from my face cat had a lot of that too yeah because there's that double scare that they had in yeti where you would go towards one that would charge you and then you'd freak out turn to go to the left and then there was another one basically blocking your fucking way just like ah fuck you so that house had a lot of a lot of scares plus they're giant fucking hairy beasts man fuck out of here with that yeah, you really enjoyed that house, didn't you? I love that house. That house was so much fun. Uh, okay, then w- w- we go to Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm not going in any particular order here. I'm just going by what's on my phone. Ghostbusters, uh, fantastic house. Not scary, w- except for the Slimer uh, at the end. Holy shit. Yeah, that seemed to get everybody. Um, <laughs> I think set-wise, they did a fantastic job on recreating sets, I think. The um, the characters and the costumes and the creativity and the effects they did were, it was just really well done. And I really liked that they incorporated things from all the movies. Uh, I will say there were a couple ghosts that were kind of lame. Like there was that one white ghost that would was like a puppet that would pop up and wave its arms at you. But I, I just couldn't figure out what it was. And it didn't work every time. And also when it did work, it was late on the trigger. So he he would like hit the trigger and then like three seconds later, he would like pop up. Okay, I guess that's what you're doing with that. Yeah, which was odd. Um, I didn't like that um, the last run through we had, there was a security guy standing right next to um, one of the scare actors. Like kind of you couldn't see her unless you looked around him. It was where um, Dana's in the chair. With all oh, yeah, up. that was super weird. I'm going to say it's probably because some drunk asshat decided they could touch the scare actor because she was sitting in a chair. With, like, panties on. Like, yeah, that's yeah, all she had her, on. Like, leggings and a shirt. Yeah, that's honestly, and, that's probably what happened. Yeah. I, I, like, I fucking don't doubt it. Because I don't, I, it baffles me. Like, I know someone got punched in one of the houses this year. Um, probably more than one person. And it's those people that are going to fucking ruin the event for all the other people that go there and act like normal human beings. Like, don't touch the characters. Do not touch them. Like, you remember they're human beings. Like, don't go up and try to scare them. Yeah. Because they are working. It is their job. If you don't want to get scared, don't go. Stay if home. you want to scare people, try out to be a scare actor. Know what your role is in the event. And Stay in your lane. 
And if you go there and you're like you're surprised that you're getting scared, you probably shouldn't be there. Oh I'm yeah, remember I'm that? Just saying. Remember that person that was on the uh, Horror Nights page was like, "Oh, my friend has extreme PTSD and um, tends to punch people when they're nervous. Like, what would you recommend?" And everyone's like, "We recommend you don't go because why would you willingly take someone who is yeah. already an immediate threat to the scare actors?" How about you just stay home and watch the run-throughs on YouTube? That's probably a good starting point, you know? Just going to yeah. throw that out there, because they are all pretty much on YouTube for, you know, for Media Night in Orlando, but yeah. Holly- Hollywood, you can film anytime. So why don't you start with that and get back to us? Yeah, because it's <laughs> just inappropriate. I, I just mean, can't you believe learn that. as a child to keep your hands to yourself, and some people don't seem to remember that rule. Yeah, it's basic human decency. Like, don't just start punching people because you got scared. Just, just if it's your natural reaction to hit something, <laughs> don't go. If you if yeah, don't do, don't put yourself in you that scenario. That. That, and I've actually done that to um, a couple people where I they surprised me and I smacked them in the face. But I know that I'm going to get scared at this exactly, event, so yeah. it's not like it's a surprise. It's a bit different. Going yeah, it's to a, dif- this event. a bit different than someone appearing in front of your face <laughs> when you weren't expecting it. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, Ghostbusters. Yes. Great. Sets were great. Getting high fives. Getting sure. high fives. Because we learned that after the RIP tour. So, we'd, every time after that, well, for the most part, if I, I, would, I would judge him. If I could feel he wasn't into it, I wouldn't do it. But most of the times, I'd be like, fuck yeah, we kicked its ass. Boom. Usually, I did like a little one. So, I always yeah, like got one. Little, little high five? Okay. So, Ghostbusters was great. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people were hating on that house. And uh, you know, like before, like, but oh, like, yeah. oh, Ghostbusters is a whore. Great. Yeah, you need to shut the hell up. Yeah, great. It's going to fit in fine here because it's going to be a fun house. There are houses that are there for fun. Not everything is fucking. I know it's horror nights, but you have to remember horror is a broad scope. And Tim, also stop treating it like it's your own personal event. Yes, because horror to me also includes sci fi. Sci fi is exactly what Ghostbusters was. And also, it's got ghosts in it. Yeah, it's got fucking ghosts in it. How is that not something horrific? So it's got a fucking eighty foot marshmallow man. Come on, that's terrifying. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> or delicious? No idea. I don't. I don't know. So let's move on to the next one. Oh, Graveyard Games. We already talked about that. And then Stranger Things. I mean, I mean, it was like it was good. Like it wasn't bad. Like the sets were great. Not really scary. Just like Ghostbusters. I'd say Ghostbusters and Stranger Things. Or about on the same level for me. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters was definitely better. But scare-wise, about the same. Not really scared. Uh, but uh, Stranger Things did have that awesome mind flare, which was fucking epic. Yeah, they did that some was really amazing. dope puppetry work. Um, yeah. But I will say that like some of the um, mannequins were a little sad. And yeah. I'm oh, going to yeah. say that the, was it just me or did they pump whatever the hell it was they pumped in those tunnels so much uh, i was coughing every time i walked through the underground tunnel portion that's why i always had my mouth covered because i didn't want to breathe in i think it was like they were pumping too much fog machine in or something i don't know what it was but yeah i noticed you halfway through the season like putting your like shirt over yeah, your mouth every time i'd go through i'd start coughing a lot because it, whatever it was was too much when i also noticed that they dialed down the snow effect because in the beginning they had you know it's like bubbles that they were like I think it was bubbles, something it's like bubbles, that. Yeah. yeah, that they would that they would you know rain down while you were in the upside down. But it got to the point where there was that one scene with Hopper and Eleven with the the sad puppets. They were you know closing the gate, 
and you could look down at like the demodogs and just see like their backs like with like a layer of the quote unquote snow on there. So I think they dialed it back because it just started looking silly in there after oh, it was a while. Snow, um, and there then that part it would have been like ash. Well, no, I'm just saying that the the effect that they were yeah. using kept would build up on all the props they had, so it just kind of looked silly over time. I know, I noticed they dialed it back because like the last time we went through it, um, on closing night, it was almost like a mist. You know what I mean? Like it was very fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because those those sad puppets, they were just really sad. They ha- you had Will um, looking at the Mind Flayer, which was pretty sad. And then you had the Eleven and Hopper, which was even more sad. And then um, there was the one of her in front of the TV. Which was better. you turned and looked at her, you're like, wow, puppet. Yeah, well, yeah. So, you know, Stranger Things, good sets and stuff. Not really good, great scares and, you know, really, really sad stand. Like, they're not puppets, sorry. They're fucking mannequins. mannequins. I said puppets. I don't know why I said puppets. You messed me up. Sorry. So let's move on to the last house, which I really enjoyed. Uh, a lot of people didn't. And it was us. I don't know how people didn't like that house. You know, everyone has their own opinion. Everyone's so bitter about that movie. No, it's true. I did. You know, I really didn't like the movie, but I really feel that house was a perfect uh, portrayal of the movie. You know, they really brought that shit to life. Yeah, really I liked job. the movie. I liked it a lot. And um, I, I thought they did a great job. With the house, they they did a great job with the tethered, um, especially that end strip where it's just like a room full of tethered standing and you don't know which one's the uh, real one. They made it just dim enough so you weren't always quite sure. And then one of them would jump from the other side and you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, that was another example of mannequins versus who's real. Fuck me. So, oh, goodness. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that that house was great. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. I just don't understand all the hate some things get sometimes. Like, there wasn't a single house this year that I hated. You know, and I see all these posts on Halloween Horror Nights group. They're like, which house did you hate the most? I'm like, why do we even have to say what we hated? Why don't we just say what we liked as opposed to being negative? Like, hey, what house did you like the most? You know, as if <laughs> just, I don't get like, which one did you hate? Which one was sucked? I didn't like this one. God. What's it like to live in a constant state of negativity? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you're entitled to your own opinion, and obviously you're totally free to hate a house, but, I mean, really, why are you hating it? Like, do you hate the S house because you didn't like the movie? Because that's not really fair to the house. And yeah, that's a bullshit answer, and I'm I'm sorry to No, I'm not even sorry to say that. It's a bullshit answer. Yeah, because I feel like, like, okay, you, you've experienced the b- book versus movie thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to understand that they are... S- while they are similar, they are still separate entities because it is someone's interpretation of the work. Exactly. Which is why I never have a problem doing book than movie because, well, yeah, there are things I, I won't like. I can still appreciate each one individually because I know it's a different interpretation of the work. And that's why I like houses versus movies. They're just interpretations. Well, and speaking of that, uh, when we were on the plane, I rewatched Pet Cemetery. I watched it out, kind of like you know, out of context in a sense, because when I had watched it in theaters the first time, I had just come off reading, you know, listening to the book. So I'm like, okay, where where is this gonna happen? And then it never happened. I was saying, fuck, fucking fuck this movie. So watching it out of context, not having it fresh in my brain, I had so much, I had much more of appreciation for it, and realized how fucking fantastic that movie actually is. So you just have to. 
it's just hard for some people to to do that sometimes because I'm learning that firsthand with you know like the book movie thing. I have I have to take it for what it is and like it for this because there's it's just like The Shining. You know, I like things in the book, but I also like things in the movie. It's like you gotta you gotta be able to find a common ground on what you like through each adaptation. And exactly. same same for movies and houses. You know, if you didn't really like the movie, you can't just go immediately into not liking the house. You have to give it a shot. And then if you don't like it, you have to have a, some sort of reason besides, well, the movie wasn't good, so that wasn't good. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Because I'm a prime example. I did not like the movie that much. I, I gave it like three stars. It was good. It wasn't great. But the house was fantastic. Exactly. thought the house was fucking perfect. And there really wasn't anything that I didn't like in that house, you know, and, and that's another reason why I think I like it so much is because there's nothing where I was like, mm, don't like that. It was all that one guy with the slick back hair who would stand there motionless and, and then just try to shake your hand. Oh, and you're like, oh my God. And I'm glad I got that scare the last night. I was hoping I would. And I did. Because like, but I got him in between one like he, he had done one and then was going back, but then went out again for me. And I was like, oh, my God damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so good. So whoever you were, guy in house, if you, <laughs> you happen to listen to this. Good like, job. Good job. You did it. Probably probably my favorite scare of the year of the year, honestly, was that one. I really enjoyed that scare a lot. So that's all the houses. We now, did it. Are now we talking about scare zones. Well, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna do something real quick. So like I said, we went twelve times. So in those twelve times of going, we did Depths of Fear thirteen times. House, Killer Clowns, Nightingales, Universal, Yeti, 12 times, and then Ghostbusters, Graveyard Games, Stranger Things, and Us, 11 times. So that's a total of 118 run-throughs, 12 times. So that's about almost 10 houses a night that we did. You know, we have express passes, so we're, we're able to go for like three hours and knock out pretty much every house, which is fucking awesome. So we don't have to stay till closing and hopefully hit all of them. It's not bad. So, yeah. Um, now, scare factor for me, which is weird because I have house up there so high just because I kept track of the actual scares I got in each house. So, scare factor for me goes Graveyard Games, House of a Thousand Corpses, Yeti, Clowns, Monsters, Depths, Nightingales, Us, Stranger Things, and Ghostbusters for scare factor. And then I break it down even more with my, what I call wow factor. So for wow factor, I separate the IPs and the originals. And I have Ghostbusters up top for IPs, then us, then clowns, Stranger Things, House of a Thousand Corpses, and then Universal Monsters. Uh, you know what? I actually want to switch House and Stranger Things because Stranger Things is underwhelming besides the, uh, what's it called? Oh, the Mind Flayer that they had twice. Because they had it twice. You know, Well, they had the gloopy, globby version in the hospital, which was dope. But it sprayed you with water. Like, get that. The amount of water effects that they had this year spraying at you was fucking annoying. They need to stop that shit because I get soaked. Oh, yeah. The Killer Clowns one, I did it every time, even though I knew it was going <laughs> to soak me. And the last time, it just sprayed me point blank in the shoulder. And my back was wet for the rest of the night. I'm like, yay, I did I it. did that to my... Well, it's funny because, you know, they had that same thing in Graveyard, essentially, where you would press it, but it was kind of random. So it would either shoot you or shoot the person behind you. And yeah, Killer Clowns, I think it got me more times than it got the people behind me. Uh, okay, and then Wow Factor for the originals, Graveyard Games, duh, Ni uh, Yeti, Depths, and the Nightingales for the you know like the the set pieces and all that stuff. So now let's talk about scare zones. Um, what for you? What was your favorite scare zone of the year out of the five we had? Because An Arcade won best scare zone, and I'll I'll, I'll give it that because it was a fucking dope scare zone. That was one of the first scare zones that I've actually liked. That was in the front because every time I've ever gone. Those ones up front really haven't been that good. 
So this one I feel like was a they, they kind of knocked it out of the park this year. Okay. You didn't like An Arcade? I mean, it was fine. I like I really thought Vanity Ball deserved more. Well, no, I mean, I don't agree with it winning game of the year. Oh, okay. No, 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 I don't I don't agree with it winning. I I can see why, just cuz like I said, the track record with that one really hasn't been great over the years and it was neon, it was all lit up. They had stilt walkers, they had chainsaw people, they had people with fucking hockey sticks and stuff. So, I get it. But no, Vanity Ball or Rob Zombie should have won. Yeah, I feel like I liked Vanity Ball more because the concept was so much more interesting. Like like we said, it, w- it was like a drag show mixed with the capital from the Hunger Games. Those fucking men and women there were fabulous. Oh, my God. Yeah. They fabulous. Had, they were selling it, and the, the costumes were outrageously cool, and the, the prosthetics were, were so good. Yeah. They they did such a good job, and you could tell they were really inspired by the idea, and you could tell that the scare actors in that zone were really really enjoying Dude, themselves. They were and they fucking were working it. it. Yeah, they were working it. Holy, and the, I don't know what would you call like the, the the there was that one guy with the microphone, like the like, the MC. Let's call him the MC, yeah. Because there was a lady one and a, and a dude one, which was, I thought was pretty cool. They would swap out, but yeah, he had like like a fucking headdress of flowers and was walking around just. Fucking dude, props to that guy. I don't know who you are, but fantastic job. Yeah, they they really sold it, and you could tell they they were invested in that scare zone because there are scare zones where you can see like, and really that's I mean there are actors anywhere where if they're not really feeling it, you can tell that they're not feeling it. And some of them, like I know in the Viking scare zone, there were some people that were just like. Mm. Well, Vikings, I feel, see, that's where I feel that where they went wrong with that one. I feel it was too dim. It just wasn't bright enough back there because, you know, Trick or Treat uh, uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trick or Treat two years ago was so brightly lit and you could see everything and they had all the everyone running around. But Vikings was so dull and dark and they had all these big giant things in the way of walking and you kind of had to cram in and you really had you, I just it, well, I don't, you I couldn't think they look around the yeah, they you couldn't. had the really bad I did not like the sound effects because the screaming yeah. effect was just too loud and went on for too long and the concept did not make sense the scare actors looked great oh they the scare did. actors looked fantastic so it was really confusing because a couple of them looked like orcs and uh, they were supposed to be like undead but they also kind of looked like a whole other creature they also looked like the fucking and one of them is Groot, and I don't know. Yeah, why. yeah, exactly. And they were like tree people, so I was like, "Are you from Lord of the Rings? Like, what are you? F- what, what are you? What are you doing, bro?" Yeah, so the, it felt like the the makeup was confusing. The whole um, flaying people. Okay, that's kind of just a Viking thing. That's not really undead. Like, I felt like they weren't really sure how to, uh, like, do undead zombie Viking because they they kind of went all over the place. And they pumped in 10 times too much fog for the amount of lighting they had. So most oh. of the time you were just like wandering around hoping you didn't like walk face first into someone trying to scare you because you couldn't fucking see them. Yeah, it was like it was a metric fuck ton that they pumped into that goddamn scare zone. That and Rob Zombie at the entrances. It was like. But that was fucking cool because you had the guy, you had the characters that would just come out of the fog like, what's up, Which bitches? was great unless you were walking past the fog machine and we're trying to see where you were going because True. then blind. True. Like there were a couple places where they went a little crazy on the fog machine. But I love the fog. 
Yeah. I am the fog. I like the fog too, um, but I don't like it when it impairs my ability to not walk into people. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's yep. Yeah. I agree with that. And but that uh, was part of the issue I had with the the Vikings. I don't know. Like I like I said, I like the makeup. I thought, especially there were some yeah, of the girls in there looked really cool. They had the the Viking braids and the really cool um, prosthetics. But I felt like the idea got jumbled, which obviously has nothing to do with scare actors. But I, I felt like they. Oh, and the giant ass Viking helmets that didn't make sense. Yeah, those were bizarre. I understood the ones that were, you know, for like human people. But the giant couple they had, I think, you just look at them wondering, hmm, are there giant undead zombies? I don't, is it just display? I I don't, I'm thinking about it too much. Well, no, I feel like they didn't think about it enough. It's like giant Viking helmet in the yard. Yeah, where was the person to say, the Vikings wouldn't have had helmets this big, and so we're really just making it. It doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense if we're trying to go for realistic here. It's probably someone on the team's like, no, 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 shh. It'll, it'll make sense. It'll make sense. <laughs> Bill, that doesn't make sense. What are you doing? Just shh. It's, it's already fine. there. It's already there. I spent like, fucking six weeks on this. God damn it. Leave the Viking. They're like, all right, well, okay. Back the fuck up, man. Um. Yeah, I will agree though. You know, it it, it was it, it was almost like one of the houses. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. They just kind of lost it along the way somewhere. But it was yeah, you know, it was pretty cool. Like I did like the uh, the costumes and shit. Yeah, and, they did and, a and good Groot, job with that. And Groot. Um, and then we have Rob Zombie Scare Zone, which was great. I fe- I feel like if the house didn't win, then that Scare Zone needed to win because it was just so fucking cool. They had so many different little places you know they had the living dead girl they had dancers they had that robot guy who was fucking getting it last night the last night just fucking dancing around to the songs and i was like hell yeah so that was a great scare zone there was a lot to it and i'm glad no fast and the furious was open this year but you really didn't notice it there really there really wasn't like an like an outpour of people coming out of the exit shocking yeah probably because it sucks so uh yeah but I, re- I really enjoyed that zone, uh, except for the one time that we walked through and there was an older gentleman, I'd say probably, I don't know, 50 or 60, who decided he thought it was okay to take his phone, lift it as high as he could to record the girl shaking her ass on the stand and sat there for probably a good minute or two. And I'm just like, dude, reel it in. Yeah, some people There's so many that things. that's creepy. Like, if, I'm not going to condone this at all, because that's just, I just think that's terrible and despicable to do to to do that if you're gonna take a picture of her ass do it so no one notices and don't fucking take a video what are you doing god just like yeah yeah just no stop that forever that's fucking creepy you're old as shit go home it's past your bedtime (laughs) so that really was like (laughs) okay bro uh anything you want to say about that zone besides the uh shit tons of fog I'd like to complain that we never got our pictures together. Fuck, we didn't. Why didn't you remind me the last night? Because you're always like, we'll just do it another night. We'll just do it another <laughs> there night. There would be no other night to do it. That was the last night. Yeah, I wasn't dressed cute that night. Oh I didn't want pictures God. then. You are always cute, so shut your face. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I will say I did have one nice uh, little moment in that scare zone where one of the scare actors uh, was trying to scare me, but what he did was not calculate his height versus my height, and he accidentally put his chin on my shoulder, and then I think he freaked himself out because his his head was on my shoulder, and he's like, ah. Like, ah, I've, 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 mistakes were made. We've Help me. touching. Hello. <laughs> okay, and last but not least, wait, 
No, there's two. There's two left. Just kidding. Wow. There's two left. We'll talk about Anarchy, then move into Zombieland, because then we can just casually slide right into the movie. Ba, Booyah! Ba, ba. And now everyone knows what we're doing. Well, that's one of the movies we're talking about. Plus, I already said we were talking about at the top no, of the show. Fucking pay attention. That's not what I meant, but okay. Okay, anyways. Onward. Uh, like I said, an arcade. First one. Uh, first scares on you enter when you go inside the park. I thought it was fun. I liked all the neon. I liked the, the, the stilt ladies with the fucking nunchucks they were twirling around and shit. And then I liked chainsaws and all that stuff. So... It wasn't, I never, I mean, I don't get scared in scare zones. I really don't. There's very, very, like, there's a very minimal amount of times where I'm actually like, ah. But definitely didn't get scared in that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I ever got <laughs> scared in a scare zone. I mean, there's sometimes where you kind of jump a bit because you'll have someone that will come up behind you and just, you know, j- scream or yell or stomp his foot. So, yeah, you kind of, like, jump. But I'm talking like. Yeah, just the one scare um, yeah. last year when I, I didn't see the guy. Um, sitting next to me, <laughs> that climbed up on the uh, that. Oh yeah, because I let him. Up. I let him do that. He yeah. looked at me and I was like, "Oh, I got you, bro." I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, how you doing, man?" Blah, blah, blah. And then he just got right up behind me and was like, "Ha ha!" Tag team. That was fun. Uh, and then yeah, let's go ahead and move on to Zombie Land, which was I like that zone. I thought it was. I really feel the uh, characters had a lot of fun being zombies. You know, kind of bringing back the Walking Dead vibe, but a little more comedic, obviously. Yeah, um, I will say that the uh, we never really saw the zombie kill of the week. I think we saw one. I saw a couple, but I don't. I don't know if they stopped it or something. No, it was every so often. I just think we always missed it because we spent. We weren't over in that area very long ever. No, we we're we're back of the park hose. Yeah, that's what we are. That's that's what we are. <laughs> um, I, I and I, I I will say I enjoyed that. The survivors, you couldn't always tell who the hell they were or who the hell the zombies were till someone like got up in your shit and you're like, ah, you are not just a regular person. My bad. Yeah, my bad. So I did enjoy that. I just thought that was funny. Well, and after, you know, and we can just kind of shimmy here into the movie here. After watching the movie, obviously the scare zone made much more sense because it was Zombieland double tap scare zone. You know, so we watched the movie, like saw the limousine. They talked about zombie, kill. but see, it was zombie kill of the week. There, they had zombie kill of the year in the movie. Well, no, okay, so the scare zone was themed around the first movie because they had the truck with the uh, snowballs in it. They had the um, arcade or the little carnival box that he does the final shootout in, and the ride where the zombie kill of the week was was where. Um, Oh, uh, Columbus yeah. saves, so, saves Tallahassee and Little Rock. So that is weird. But then they had some references to the new movie with the uh, the car and all that. So, so yeah, well, because yeah, because even the Hummer, you're right, was from the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, shit. So they had like a nod to the second one and a sign up for the second one, but it was more themed around the first one because that would have stuff you would have recognized in it. Yeah, because I know they have a really big issue with doing stuff that hasn't come out yet because if for some reason it does get pushed back and they end up spoiling something for you i I know that's that's been an issue before where they don't like to do stuff that isn't that's coming out later in the year because there's a possibility of it 
not coming out and then oh well you've seen stuff from the like housewise at least not really scare zone wise like housewise then because then you're like oh I've, al- I've seen all this shit great it's spoiled for me cool yeah i Perfect. know one of the ghosts in the ghostbuster house is going to be in the new movie we learned in the tour but yep. that that's like a mild thing where you wouldn't really realize it if someone hadn't said something exactly because when we went through every other time before we went on that tour I didn't know what those fucking things were. I thought they were just having fun with it. <laughs> I recognized <laughs> like, two of the ghosts. I just didn't recognize because it was the Scolari brothers from, from the second two, film. Yeah. But then the other one, I was just like, shrug. Yeah, shrug. Right yeah, in. cool, whatever. Um, but yeah, so Zombieland the movie, I thought was fucking great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I it. I really enjoyed it. And I'm seeing a bunch of kind of dislike for it on the internet and i just i i want to know what where that's coming from because it was funny i feel like they kind of it, it was almost meta in a sense when they, you know like when they're talking about the electricity and they're like yeah i don't even know how the electricity is still on it's been so long or whatever and you know he, he says in the beginning you know it's been 10 years since you've last seen us so it's it almost feels meta in that sense where they know what's happening well yeah because they made a yeah. joke about something about um they're like, oh, what year is this? Two thousand nine, and then they laughed really like a lot because yeah. you know the original came out in two thousand. It's been ten years, and obviously everyone has grown up except for you know Harrelson. I really, really, it was just uh, Abigail Breslin that I noticed the most change with because she was like what maybe sixteen in the first one, maybe. Yeah, she was a youngin, and of course Woody Harrelson is funny as ever in that movie, and uh, even um, Social Network dude. Jesse, uh, Eisen- Jesse Eisenberg? Yes. Yes, I did it. They're super funny, and the, the, the comedy in this movie was great. And this one, obviously everyone's grown up, and whatever. Little Rock is kind of getting rebe- like rebellious, I want to say. She wants to spread her wings. She wants to spread her wings and fly. And her and um, God, fucking Tala- Tallahassee. Tala- Tallahassee. Tallahassee. She's yeah. Ta- no. She's Little Rock, and he's Tallahassee, yes. No, no, he's Columbus. No, he's not. Columbus is fucking Jason J- uh, Jesse Eisenberg or whatever. I promise you, Tallahassee is. Yes, but who's Emma Stone? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember for her fucking name. You probably should have had this pulled up before we did all this. I know she. I know she's Little Rock. I know Woody Harrelson is Tallahassee, and I know Wichita. She's Wichita. Wichita. See, there we go. See, we were right. So yeah, you have got Abigail Breslin and Woody Harrelson who have almost this like kind of father-daughter dynamic and she's rebelling against him because he's being too much like a father and you have jesse eisenberg and emma stone they're together he goes to like propose to her and kind of weirds her out and he's like okay just kidding just kidding you know put that put that away and then they wake up the next day both the girls are gone and that's that's your setup is now okay well fuck both the girls are gone they're going on their own we have to go find them but you know they just end up staying at the white house and uh Jesse, uh, is it? It's Jesse, right? I'm saying that right. Yes, for God, the third time. Sorry, he's sulking, and of course, you know, Woody Harrelson's like, "You got to get out of your funk, yada yada yada," and <laughs> they meet that fucking what is her what is her name? Madison. <laughs> no, no, sorry. What's 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 the actress's name? Because she's fucking Zoe Dutch. Zoe Dutch. She's goddamn hysterical. They end up running into her when they're out like getting supplies or something, and she is the dumbest pile of bricks you've ever met just wow how have you how have you survived for 10 With years perfectly curled hair and yeah. like in a track suit oh yeah track suit the curled hair suit. fucking makeup but you know she's apparently spent her time in the freezer somewhere because the zombies don't like the cold or something she's been living in a pink fairy freezer <laughs> because she can lock it from the inside just, jesus christ and jesse and 
um, you just said her name, Madison. her Madison. So Madison and Columbus, they hook up because you know. Don't spoil the film. I'm not spoiling anything. Fine, fine. They hook up, and I'll leave it there. There, jeez. It's just really funny because. She like jumps his bones. Is like you know I haven't seen anybody else in like ten fucking years, and of course you know Columbus is like oh fuck well I you know I still love um, Wichita you know she's gone and she's like if you don't have sex with me I'm gonna go fuck the old dude and you're just like he's like all right fine <laughs> like dude just just do it <laughs> it's yeah, the she, fucking apocalypse she was she was really funny and she was a nice addition because whereas everyone in that film is um, deeply sarcastic and. Um, witty she's just like totally oblivious to everything but she still knows they're like saying rude things to her she there's like a point where someone says something sarcastic and she's like oh sarcasm okay yeah she, but she she's like bright and bubbly regardless of the situation it's like she doesn't understand sarcasm but by the end of the movie she's kind of being sarcastic because she's been around them for so long yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was good. It was it was obviously I still I think I liked the first one more just because for what it did for the you know for the zombie genre. And this one was still good. It didn't feel like your traditional stupid like your traditional just kind of tropey zombie movie. They they had they had fun with it and they didn't make it really about the zombies as opposed to the story between, you know, the group of well five now. So. Yeah, and like you said, they were very self-aware like you could even see it in the trailer when they met people who were exactly like them. They were poking fun at themselves while creating the sequel like we're not going to take ourselves too seriously and here's exactly how seriously we're not going to take ourselves we're going to put characters in who are essentially us oh yeah and, and there's a great i'm not going to call it a cameo but there luke wilson does show up for a brief period and you're just like ah luke wilson you're a fucking yeah. gem and uh yeah they meet people that look just like that was a great scene when they, they meet the other people that have like the same kind of group as them and they're all just kind of looking at each other like oh yeah you have a list too i have a list oh wow they start going and comparing their lists. i thought that was fucking hilarious yeah they, they they had fun with it and they made fun of themselves i think that's probably why people didn't like it because they were clearly making jokes about them and making jokes about different type of people and how maybe they would survive and I thought they did a good job upping the stakes like, oh, zombies have been around long enough that they're, you know, adapting. Well, and they're they're like mutating and stuff. They're seeing, you know, they have names for all these zombies now. Like they have the Homer who's too busy chasing butterflies to worry about, you know, chasing you. And they had other ones I can't remember. I can't remember. I've only seen it one time. But they had like all these names for these zombies who are getting stronger. Like the, the super strong ones were like the T-800s or something like that. Yeah. And like they, they need like a lot of bullets to, to be, you know, to be killed or whatever. And also the the gore in this was fucking pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. I thought they did a nice job. With that. I didn't expect all that. There's a lot of blood and guts, and I think I need to rewatch the first one because I, I don't really remember it too well. I've seen it you know a handful of times, but I don't remember it being that gory. I could be wrong, but I, I don't remember there being that much blood in in the first one. It was there was some gore, but not as much. That's what I thought. So I you know I gave it I gave it two thumbs up. Thought it was great. We saw it in a very bizarre theater. In Portland, uh, weird we actually theater. went into Washington to go see it. Just kidding, Washington, Seattle, whatever. Uh, yeah, it had like a had like a balcony up top that we sat in with some really old clunky chairs that were surprisingly and comfortable. Ottomans and Ottomans, yeah, not recliners, not not classy enough. Got to got to have the Ottoman you can adjust to your leisure. So that was that was a fun time. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, Zombieland Two, double tap, go check it out in theaters now. Recommended.
This is not a paid ad. It's not. We're not sponsored by anyone. So if you'd like to sponsor us, please email me at staySpooky at Outlook.com. We need help. Once again, that's staySpooky at Outlook.com. Wow. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to a couple more here. Like I said, all the ones that we watched while we were away are from this year. And okay, which one do you want to talk about next? Want to talk about Eli? Let's talk about Eli because that one wasn't too fantastic. Really? I liked it. Didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just saying the other two that we're going to talk about, I feel, are just better. Yeah, well, I definitely don't want to spoil, so we should probably make sure we're not spoiling. Well, anything. we're not going to spoil the next three at all. We're going to just set it up, tell what we liked about it, and this is just going to be a super short episode. It's fine. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Eli, the basic premise on that one is a boy with a serious condition is being taken to a very special doctor to help cure him because he can't be outside without a clean suit and being completely protected. He's basically some sort of bubble boy. He's a bubble boy. And the house he enters into, um, he notices almost immediately there's something off about it. And uh, he meets the girl that lives near this old house. And uh, she says that other people who have been treated there have also noticed some strange things. And uh, basically it all kind of spirals because no one believes him and they kind of just keep like knocking him out and the treatments are really like violent and a lot on him and he's like miserable, but everyone's like, nah, it's fine. It's just what it is. But you can tell there's something they're not saying and he just doesn't know. Yeah, I and it definitely takes a turn at it the takes an abrupt turn. Oh, it takes a very bizarre turn at the end, which really is like the reason I liked it because this was one of those movies that there was a bunch of articles on Netflix like, oh, people are watching this and seeing demons and like, oh, they're seeing shadow people out of the corner of their eyes and people can't finish it. And every time I see that, I'm like, uh huh, let me check this out because the last one that did that was Veronica, and I was like, this is so fucking boring. Why are people not able to watch this? Yeah. And not that this one was bad. It definitely wasn't bad by any means. There's but a nice scares in it. No, great scares. But yeah, it was. And that's what I hate about when people make those articles and build up the hype. Because my hype. Okay, so my hype level is like, you know, it's like hereditary. for Which for me is like fucking peak of cinema right now. Or you know, for recently. So that's where my bar is set for hype. When someone's like, this fucking movie's unreal. You won't be able to finish it. I'm like, okay, so it's going to be hereditary. And then it comes in at about like, you know, halfway to hereditary. I'm like, oh, okay wasn't bad it's just stop building up so much goddamn hype on a movie when it's really nothing spectacular i did like the premise though and i did great i did premise. like the um the direction the plot took because honestly i did not know where it was gonna go and they did really surprise me um which doesn't happen too often with scary movies anymore because you basically know what's going on but I, I thought they did a nice job um surprising the audience I will say there were some bits to the surprise that I thought were a little cheesy, but the the idea was really cool. Yeah, and like you said, did not see that twist coming because they set it up to almost be something else at first to where you're like, oh, okay. And then they just completely flip that 180 and go the other way. And you're like, oh, that's, wow, that is interesting. Because, you know, then you find out the girl who's outside the house is, you know, got some weird stuff going on with her too and just like this is bizarre as fuck who fucking made this movie which is i'm actually gonna look up because i'm curious (laughs) 
Uh, I'm pretty sure this was a Netflix. Yeah, this is a Netflix original. And uh, the director, wow, who are you? Sierra Siren? It's C I A R A N Foy. Siren Foy. Oh, he did Sinister too. Okay. All right. Which wasn't, it was great. Citadel? No? Nope. Hostile Darklight? Oh, who can forget? <laughs> okay, so this guy really hasn't done much. So I mean I will say I will say it was well directed. I like the I like that. I like the cinematography. And the kid too. That was the fucking kid. Oh, who's that kid? Charlie Shortwell. He's from Really? Yeah, what is he from? What the fuck? Nothing. Really? Yeah, we did this already. We did this already? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Huh. That's weird. It looks like I thought it was someone famous. Although he is in the movie Nightingale, which we need to watch because it's well. I mean, I know I know you didn't like Baba Duke, but Nightingale. Duke. Why do you have to do that right now? I hate that movie. I'm not gonna get into that right now. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll discuss this later. Ma'am. Jennifer Kent, the director of the Baba Duke, did a new movie called The Nightingale, which he is in, and that one looks really good. So just keep that on our radar. Just okay. and everyone else's radar. So yeah. Let's see if I can find any fun facts here, because we haven't done that in a while. I want to get back to what we used to do with finding fun things to say and stuff. I haven't done that in forever. Great. Cool. There's one thing. Fantastic. Read it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I hate you so much. There's one thing before the, the spoiler trivia. Are you ready for this? Number one trivia. Included in the 2015 blacklist for top unproduced screenplays. That's not trivia. That's just a fact. I mean, it's, I that, that's that's what trivia is. It's facts about the film. Yeah, but that's like know. a fact that no one gives a shit about. So it's a shitty, it's a shitty, shitty. Piece no of one gives a shit about all the times that they spend like fifteen pieces of trivia telling you what kind of camera they used. Like, whoop de fucking do. I'm, I'm interested in that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck you then, you motherfucker. Wow, so there's nothing for trivia. Great. But yeah, that one is streaming straight on Netflix. So go check that shit out. Really enjoyed it. Um, it really was just, it was that twist, honestly. That fucking twist is just like, fuck, okay, I'm, I'm in. Because before that, nothing really substantial happened. But it was pretty creepy. Now, you know what? We might as well just talk about the other two movies we had on here. Just saying, we have time. And you like them. Fine. Fine. Well, let's move on to... But we're not doing trivia. I'd rather do trivia. Well, there you go. Fine. We'll talk about those other two later, and it will be a mystery uh, for you until then. So, yeah. Fucking mystery. I'll probably probably fucking forget anyways, and we'll just talk about them at another point. Fantastic. All right, so let's move on to In the Tall Grass, Stephen King, Joe Hill, I think, novella. I think Joe Hill is his son. Yeah, sure. it, it is. Yeah, uh, so this movie was quite interesting. Definitely liked it more than Eli. Uh, it centers around, oh goodness, it's a brother-sister going across the country to Sacramento, I believe, somewhere in California. And uh, along the way, you know, they're driving and yada, yada, yada. They roll down their windows. They come to a stop on some two-lane road. Because she has morning sickness. There you go. They come to a stop on the two-lane road, and while she's got the door open doing her business, they hear, there's, of course, tall grass. There's tall fucking grass, or whatever you want to call it. 
Grass. Right next to the car. Shut up. I'm getting there. Hold on. And while she's outside of the car, they hear this kid inside, you know, the grass, just like, help, help. I can't get out. Red flag number one. Fuck that kid. He's lost. Not my kid. I'm leaving. I don't care. I'm sorry. Get out of there. Leave. So, of course, naturally, it's violent. Get fucking, let's go see what's going on. Fucking brother parks the car. He goes in, too. And then fucking chaos ensues. I don't know what the fuck happened in that movie. I was confused. I was scared. I was concerned. A lot of emotions in that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my only much. issue with that was there was so much left unsaid that I was I felt like I was left scratching my head going like I feel like I missed something. And while I felt like it had a lot of interesting concepts, I also felt like they wanted to leave too much to the imagination. Now, granted, with Stephen King, he does have continuations on characters and ideas and if you you know, like if you know the Dark Tower series, you know, it connects a lot of his stories together. And sometimes that's how you get explanations. Like Randall Flagg in The Stand is generally mysterious as to his nature. You get some insights, but you know there's a lot left unsaid. It felt like the story had stuff left unsaid in it, and that was confusing as fuck. Well, yeah, then that's why I only gave it a 3.5 out of 5. If there was more... Because, yeah, I, I like a little bit of mystery, and I like to wonder about some things. But when you're wondering about the core of the plot, like, okay, but, like, why is that there? Why is this happening? doesn't really sit well with me, and I, I got to know a little bit more. Because if they would have explained it just, like, I'd say, like, a pinch more, probably would have given it, like, four and a half stars. Because it was fucking weird as fuck. I love that. I thought it was great. But, yeah, there was just a kind of... Not explaining something that's pretty crucial to know actually what's happening rather than just like, eh, figure it out. Exactly. And that's weird with Stephen King because, as we know, and we've done two episodes on his book, by the way, another one coming soon, next year. Uh, he pretty much describes everything in excruciating detail. So for him to not and just, I mean, and I, I also heard that it really wasn't that true to the novella they, they did stray away and they had to kind of you know plus it's a short story so they kind of had to get creative with it it's just i just figured it would be more descriptive and have a richer story than it did you know yeah because there were a lot of events that happened and you'd think there was an explanation <laughs> but there was kind of a vague isn't this interesting you're like oh you're like okay, are you gonna yeah. tell me what it means though like, it's definitely interesting but what's what actually doing? happening i will say there was a really cool moment though when they first go in there because they go in there and stuff it just starts getting weird you know they can't get out they can't find each other so they start talking to each other and they're like oh you're over there okay you know keep walking until we get closer and there's one point where they're like okay go ahead and jump up and they jump up and they're like you know i don't know 10 15 feet away maybe mm -hmm. from each other and they're like okay you know they, so they try to shuffle forward to get closer and then they jump up again and it kind of goes like slow-mo for a second as they go up and then it comes down, and he's, like, fucking 60 feet away. And you're just like, oh, what the fuck? I thought that was crazy. Because it's, like, then there's elements of, like, time travel, in a sense, that happens. It's, it's like a time loop. that It's, it, like, yeah. It was very odd. But that, it's like a time loop, but it changed. It's fucking weird. You just have to watch this movie. It's another Netflix original that's just, you know, I say free, but. You pay for it monthly, but it's free to just fucking click on. Uh, so it was it was just a bizarre, weird, 
very original concept, I feel, in a sense. For it was definitely interesting, for sure. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just kind of lacked in ex- explanation and, you know, detail. But what they lacked in that, they made up for with acting because you have Patrick Wilson. I mean, come on, dude. He's in all the fucking Conjuring Universe stuff. He's been in Insidious. He's fantastic in horror. I absolutely love him and what he can do on screen. And you had a bunch of other people that I've never heard of but were fantastic. No, they did a great job. Like his uh, Patrick Wilson's son in the movie was great. And then you had uh, some guy named Cal and Becky, who's that was their character names. They were great, too. They were the brother-sister. They had a lot of... The brother I recognized from something. I mean, he did kind of have that face... Uh, I can. Tr- he's o- he's only been in three things, so no. But what were they? <laughs> well, the vanishing of Sydney Hall, in the tall grass, and something that's upcoming. Yeah, I definitely recognize. Yeah, I definitely saw him from that thing that's not out yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so in the tall grass, man, it was it was a good time. I I would recommend seeing it just because of how fucking strange and bizarre and honestly mysterious it is. It is it is a wacky ride, and it's only like hour twenty eight, hour thirty eight minutes. So low commitment. Yeah, low low commitment. You know, it's it's not too bad. Uh, let's see here. Oh, interesting fact here. Patrick Wilson stepped in for James Marsden, who departed the project following scheduling issues with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Interesting. I'm okay with that. I like Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I don't actually remember seeing James Marsden in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I checked, and it's not on his IMDb, so I'm not entirely sure what that trivia means. Uh, okay. Never mind. Disregard that, because I don't know. I guess that's just wrong. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I tried to look it up because I was confused by it, but I didn't, no, no idea. Aha, yes. Joe Hill is... Oh, it's uh, Joe Hill is the pen name of Joseph H. King, who was a author who is Stephen King's son and also a successful author in his own right. So I go, oh, so he has a pen. I didn't know a pen name was a thing. Of course it is. Well, I don't fucking like know. Like Dear Abby. Yeah, that. Sure. That's exactly what that is. Wow. Uh, the film displays a continuous theme in the Stephen King film slash books of the tall grass fields, a la Children of the Corn, and mazes like in The Shining, which is, yeah, that's true. It kind of has elements of both. Kind of shining esque and also children of the corn esque. That. All right. And the last thing, uh, Patrick Wilson and Rachel Wilson, who play husband and wife in the film, have the same last name, but they aren't related in real life. <laughs> Wacky world we live in. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Crazy times. So go check that out in the tall grass. Oh, it's an hour 41. Well, according to IMDb, but as we all know, IMDb cannot get times of movies right. I don't know why. It's always incorrect. Well, for the most part. So. Go check that shit out. Now let's move on to another one we saw. My, my favorite from the from the new ones we watched, Haunt. Haunt, yeah? Yeah, that was a film. <laughs> Why, you didn't like it? Um, I also felt like that lacked some explanation. What? And I know like you what? liked that, but like, why? Why what? Why... Why what? I can't really say why because it will spoil the film. It will spoil the film that's in the synopsis? No. On Halloween, a group of friends encounter an extreme haunt that ha- that promises to feed on their darkest fears. The night turns out deadly as they come to horrifying realizations that some nightmares are real, a.k.a. murder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, why? 
because there's that's what I love about that. There's no explanation. They just want to kill people. That's fucking metal, dude. That's fucking metal. No explanation needed. But but why? Because it's fun, apparently, for them. And why did they look the way they looked? Like there was. Okay, that is one explanation that I that I would like because yeah, they took off their masks at one point and they were kind of deformed. They were modified. Oh well, no. Okay, yeah, no, they were. Mo- yeah, that's right. They had really crazy skin piercings and tattoos and shit. No, I don't need an explanation for that. I thought there was one that kind of had like a fucked up face though. Like he like, did. Like burned, like burned or something. Kind of. I don't know. I fucking love that movie. I gave it a four out of five. Thought it was fucking awesome, uh, but obviously I didn't give it higher remarks because yeah, there there was there was some stuff where you were like, why? But in my head, I'm like, eh, fucking fuck it, dude, killing people. Like if uh, we were together and going, let's go find a haunt. We would be, and we like pulled off to the side of the road, and a sign lit up out of nowhere. It says haunt here. We'd be like. Nope, because I don't see this one. I don't know what this one is. And then so they're like, oh, it's got one Yelp review. First off, who puts a murder shack thing on Yelp? And second, who reviewed that? Well, I mean, obviously someone who didn't get murdered or the people who run it. Boom. Question answered. Yeah. Because may- who knows? Maybe everybody that goes in there doesn't get murdered. I don't fucking know. Maybe they escape. Who fucking knows? That's that, and see, and that's that's doubt it, <laughs> doubt it. See, that's mystery in a movie that I can tolerate and appreciate with something like that. When it's something like with the Stephen King thing, where like there's you really need to know why. Like there, there, there's no rhyme or reason for people murdering people. People do that shit all the time. Are there any reasons? No, I like to kill. Okay, Dexter, like whatever. That's fine. That's yeah, what. Yeah, he had a reason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, the, like the setup that we said, you know, kids are all getting together, they're hanging out, they find this haunted house they go to go find, but someone, someone's like following them in a truck and kind of like, I think they don't they like slide out the road for a second. Yes. Yeah, they slide out the road and they then they they get angled right at this sign that you don't see, but then it pops open, haunted house, and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, no, no. First off, I'm never going in a haunted house where I can't have my phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're getting there. Hold on a second, man. One second. Yeah. Because, you know, if you pull around to something and it, the sign's not on already and then it pops on for you, it's going to go ahead and say hell not. But, of course, they go up there and they get there and there's just some weird fucking clown not saying anything, just standing there all fucking crazy like, yeah, make them sign a waiver, which they read. It's funny because they read like the first few things on the waiver. And then at one point they're just like, ha ha, fuck it. And they sign their names. And I'm like, they probably had something about murder down there. I feel I don't I don't know. We're legally allowed to murder you. Yeah. If you come out missing body parts, it's not our fault. We're not re- we're not responsible for your, you know, your valuables. And then, yeah, they, they put their phones in fucking lockbox. It's like, nah, fam. No, nope, not happening. I'm I'm keeping my phone. Yeah. Just like you said. No, I'm not giving that shit up. I don't know you. If it was like at work or whatever, I could guess, but no. At a haunt, keeping my phone. So that, that's like four red flags, if I've been counting correctly, right there. And then they go on the, the haunt, and then, yeah, chaos chaos ensues. Turns out like a normal haunt at first, and then at one point they get to a scene where they're dragging a girl out. And, you know, real girl, obviously, going, you know, ah, and they murder the shit out of her in front of them. And they're like, oh, you fuck, you great effects. And I'm like, no, bitch, 
That was real. Did you not see that? That was real. Like they can only do so much with effects, guys. Yeah, this is a home haunt. It was good setup, but yo. But I mean, the story was cool. They, you know, they 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 obviously run into a lot of problems. They try to escape, and how they have to escape through certain parts is pretty neat. And it was, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was fan fucking tastic. It's got a six point three out of ten on IMDb. It's not bad. I mean, yeah, I thought they did a good job with the concept. I just thought like a lot of people's decision making skills weren't great. Of course not. They were like, like oh, they were, stick they were your so- arm through this hole, like where you can't see what's on the other side. No. Well, that was before it turned no, 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 violent. No, 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 no. I mean the other time where they were trying to get a girl to jam her arm through a fence behind a oh yeah, or something yeah, behind yeah. a curtain. Like, oh yeah, because you can see what's happening there. Totally. Brilliant plan. Yeah, that was upsetting. Uh, there was a lot of moments where you're just like, why, why are you doing this? God damn it! Don't be that stupid. Now, this was directed by a guy named Scott Beck. You might not know who he is until I start reading off some of his writing credits. A Quiet Place. Okay, that's, and that's it. about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it started with it started with Haunt and A Quiet Place. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is gonna get better. But then it goes to to Nightlight, Spread, Impulse, The Bride, War, Blood. Yeah, so okay, so he wrote nonsense. Regardless, he he wrote or helped write at least A Quiet Place because I know John Krasinski was another writer on that, and. Uh, so yeah, Scott Beck. I, I'm I'm hoping he might direct more. I feel like that would be cool because I really like the style of how this was directed. And you're probably not going to know any of the people that were involved in this movie, like the group of four, oh, except for that one guy. I recognize that dude, the uh, the goofy guy with the blonde hair. He was in something. And what was it? I'm looking it up. Hold on, because I, I that was the only person that I actually was like, hey, I've seen your face on TV or television or fucking the movies somewhere before. I really feel like it was, uh, oh my God, that's who it is. It's a fucking guy from, from fucking How I Met Your Mother with the, that does the, the Robin Trubosky game. That's uh, the guy. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I guy. recognize him. Yes. The butt-um. The butt-um game. Butt-um, butt-um, like, butt-um. It's like, no, we have to play, Ted. That's who it is. Fuck. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, it's the, if you've ever seen How I Met Your Mother and the one where they do the butt um drinking game, that's one of the guys that I recognize from the movie. That's fucking hilarious. He's also in a Transformers movie, but those got boring after the second one. I'm just going to throw that out there. So yeah, Haunt. That one is on Shudder right now. So if you have Shudder, watch it. If you don't, buy it. It's $4.99 a month. Hey, hey Shudder, you want to be a sponsor? Shout them out pretty much every time on this podcast. I'm sure people are so sick of hearing about Shudder. But it's amazing. Go check it out. Also, Eli Roth, producer. So, I mean, that's got a great name behind it. Just going to throw that out there as well. What? I'm sure they'll watch it. Well, I don't know. I can't keep track of this shit. I don't have records and logs of who watches what. I don't even know if they're even paying attention. Is anybody there? Hello? 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 All right, well, I guess since you don't want to talk about the other two movies, I guess we'll just I, we're, play trivia. We haven't played trivia in fucking forever. It's been That's like true. it's been like five episodes since we played trivia. Actually, more so than then that. Then let's play. Let's play trivia. I have to get something to put on the table, though, so it doesn't... Well, hurry up. Okay, we'll start saying something about something. So this one time... No, I'm just kidding. I don't have anything ready to go. Um, there's spiders on the wall, and that's... And that's pretty cool. Um, we we're gonna have a lot of pumpkins in the house soon, so that's nice. And uh, 
the, the lights that were this. hanging up have bats on them. I'm just looking at things and talking about and them. And saying things that are places. All right, yeah, let's fucking do this, man. We haven't played trivia in a goddamn hot minute, and this is going to be a really short episode because you don't want to talk about things. So. I'm sleepy. You're, it's, it's fucking 9.15. Yeah, and I'd like to do some other things today. All right, fine. So here we go. I'm going first because fuck you. This is, this is, okay, purple. They're right there, you weirdo. The Mist, 2007, was based on the novella of the same name by what author? God help you. Stephen King. <gasps> you got it. <laughs> give, me, give me that so I can... All right. Fucking jeez, man. Eurn. <laughs> the Mist, there it is. Eurnge. My color is Eurnge. God, I'm dying. Oh, God, help me. <coughs> Ooh. All right, orange. Here we go. Oh, really? What film was the first collaboration between writer-director M. Night Shyamalan and actor Bruce Willis? <gasps> the sixth. I'll go fuck yourself. Oh, see, I was nice and encouraging. And you fwah, fwah, fwah. Thank you. God. Wow, this is, a, this is a great start back to trivia. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Could you roll the dice, please? I've got to roll the dice. Eh. Green, I think? Yeah. Oh, if you're a first-time listener, we're playing the Trivial Pursuit Horror Edition. 100 Years of Horror. Bah, 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 bah. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, you need that effect on your no. thing. No. Oh, I don't even want to use the effects. I feel like they're so cheesy. Should Just I do use one. Do should, one. Do should it. I do, do one? It. Do it. Okay. If I can remember right, this should be the spooky one. Okay, the train to Busan. What? What fiction? Oh, sorry, I missed. Fleur de fleur de fleur. Train to Busan. Uh-huh. What fictional beings plague the protagonist? Um, oh no, fucking zombies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good, exactly. Wow, these are really simple. This is a great welcome back. We should play to like fucking 13 no, or something. We're playing to three. No, we're playing to five because I've already we're got. We're playing to five. five. I've already got two. Train to Busan. There we go. Did you roll? Yeah. Did you roll the die? I did. The die. <laughs> Purple. In Nosferatu, 1922, what is the name of the sinister vampire of this film? Good God. These are so easy. Nosferatu. No, it's two names. Not Chocula, but... Dracula. Count Dracula. Fucking God help you. Count. You really don't know this? I'm surprised. Dexter. Count Dexter. That's it. No, shut up. I'm thinking. Uh, Oh, God, it's gone. Nope. Count Orlock. Bum, 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 bum. You're the worst. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised you didn't know that. Yeah, because right. I, I just don't care. <laughs> well, fuck me then. <laughs> Anyways, uh, fucking pick up the card, psycho. Yellow. Well, we've got a different color every time. That's impossible because well, there's four colors. In Theater of Blood, the oh, victims are critics of whom? Shut up. The victims are critics of whom? Edward Lionheart. 
Edwina Lionheart. Oh, God, we've had this one before. Peregrine Devlin or Oliver Larding. Edwina fucking bitch. Nope. Edward. God damn it. Oh, I, I, knew, I, knew, I, knew, I knew it was one of those two. I, I think I always guess Edwina every time I've ever had it. Theater of blood. Yellow. They call me Mellow Yellow. All right, so it's two to one. <coughs> I'm the best. And happy death. Oh, 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 this one's already been picked. Oh, no. I get to pick one. Is it raining? I don't know. Oh. Keep going. All right, here we go. Let's see. Oh, that's too easy. That's too easy. Aha. This one you should not know, but you'll know the movie. So there's that. What is the surname of the protagonist in Village of the Damned, 1960, played by actor George Sanders? What is his surname, please? That is Mr. Fuck If I Know. Wait. Oh, no. That was Children of the Damned. No. Village of the Damned. Yeah. With the blonde-haired kids. Yes, there was one made earlier. Oh, that. fuck. That's right. Well, his last name was Zellaby. So there wow, you go. Wow. Can't believe I didn't guess that. That's weird. Okay. My turn. There you go. Orange. Fuck it up. In what year is the Blair Witch Project set? 1999. 1994. Oh, fuck. That's the year it came out. Fuck. Oh, fuck my shit. God. Fuck. Fucking balls, dude. Red. I just I didn't even let you finish. You just said what year. And I was like, <laughs> I know that's one. Red. That's not red. That's, that's burgundy. What French actress played the lead in Repulsion 1950? Oh, yeah, that was a one. Ah, uh, fuck if I know. Jennifer Carpenter. Oh, that's the one below. Sorry. Catherine Deneville. What was a Jennifer Carpenter one? Oh, Exorcist Mother Never Rose. Yes, okay. I was like, wait a second. She was not born in 1965 or even close to being old enough to play a movie. Three to one. Three to one. Fuck it up. It's my no, it's two to one. No, I got three. Which one did you get? Well, let's see here. I got The Author of the Mist. I got Train to Busan. Do, do, do. Didn't get the Theater of Blood one, but then I got the... what? Uh, no, you didn't get Blair Witch. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I definitely got three. No, hold you on. two. No, The Mist. That's mine. You got End Night. I didn't get Train to Busan. You did get Train to Busan. Or I got Train to Busan, so that's two. Didn't get Theater of Blood. Oh, I guess I did have two. Sock. <laughs> two to one, you fucker. Blue. God, I thought I could have sworn I had three. Blue. Oh, right there. There's three total that have been gotten. Yeah, okay. Uh, Blue. Oh, no, it's been picked. Texas Chainsaw Mountain. That's That's a shame. All right, so... Must be so nice for you that you can cheat your way into winning. Oh, must be so nice that those are the fucking rules. Deal with it. You're made up rules, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to have the same fucking questions every time. So, great. Um. All right, I will try and give you one that you will know. Okay, in what 2002 zombie film does the outbreak begin when activists set lab animals free? 28 days later... I was going to say, 28 Days is a Jennifer Sandra Bullock movie. 
Yeah, no. I was confused which one's which. See, you're welcome. So I just gave you one. So why don't you fucking chill? That's two for two. One more. No. If we go to five, we're going to be here all night. Just fucking roll. It's your turn. Stab you. Fucking blue. Oh, my God. That's so stupid. I'm not reading the second half of that because it's handing you the answer. Uh, No, you read everything. Oh. Oh, so now we're going by the rules. What the fuck in do you mean going by the rules? You always read the rule. You always read the fucking entire question. In Final Destination Two, how does death pursue the characters? In the in the order they escape it, or the reverse order they escaped it? I didn't even need you to read that. It's the reverse order. Yeah, which is why I said that was really stupid that they. Felt okay, well, fine. I didn't need it. That helps. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh wow, you rolled that all the way into my my iPad. Thanks for that. Three to two. Okay. Yellow. Uh, the town that dreaded sundown, 1976, was based on true cr- crimes of what serial killer? Eesh, yeah, you're not going to get that one. It's three, three words. It's the something something. The doodler. The doodler. That's one. The phantom killer. I always mix up the doodler and the phantom killer. You know, same. Yeah. yeah, weird. Weird. What All right. That, green? Green. Oh, it's already been picked. Okay. Uh. Now, give me one that will be a medium amount of difficulty-ness something. Hold on. I'm thinking. <sighs> God. Okay. All right. In The House of the Devil, 2009, Mm -hmm. what Academy Award-nominated director played Megan, the best friend of the protagonist, Samantha Hughes? It's a chick? Yep. What'd you say nominated? She was an Academy Award-nominated director. 2002. 2009. 2009. House of the Dead. Academy Award winner? Or was it nominated? No- uh, see, that just opens up the whole entire scope. I'll give you the year that the, she was nominated. It's oh, yeah? 2017. Okay, I got this. Um, Emily Blunt. No. Damn it. It's Greta Gerwig. <laughs> oh, fuck, I would have never. For Lady Bird. Would have never guessed that. Oh, fuck, I was confusing. Okay, ne- yep, never would have got that, though. Not once, not never. No yeah, way. Though. Okay. <laughs> okay cool the original michael myers mask in halloween 1978 was created using an actual halloween mask of what actor shatner who honestly yeah full title will shatner <laughs> christ almighty oh my god someone's angry all right three to three fuck it up no it's my turn you son of then a roll bitch. the dice then pi- oh, 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 all the way to the edge Come on, give me, give me like a. In Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, nineteen thirty-one. Fuck. How many actors portrayed Jekyll and Hyde? Four. It's it's one because it's the same dude. Oh, I don't. I thought that was like a trick question. I don't fucking know. It th- was a trick question. The answer is one. It's one guy playing one two. A split personality. Yeah, character. I know what the I uh, fucking I don't know. I thought they just fucking had bamboozled. Thought they just had two people playing two different. I don't fucking know. Fuck, fuck that shit. 
Let's see if we can get it in these next three cards. <sighs> Wait, yellow? Oh, damn it. Fuck. What actress played the character revealed to be the mastermind behind the ghost face killer in Scream 4? Get the fuck out of here. Bunch of oh, the a- oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, God. Why did her first name yes. just in my head? Roberts. Roberts. Dickie uh, Roberts. No, that's incorrect. Next one. It's Roberts. And oh, I can't it's, think of it's her Roberts. fucking first name oh, now. Oh, it's right there, too. Man. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Emma Roberts. Fuck you. I should have fucking given you that goddamn one. Now you're one away, you fucking manipulative son of a bitch. Damn it. God, I shouldn't have been nice. And as we can all tell, Austin's very sportsmanlike in his conduct. Yeah, I shouldn't have been nice. Should have fucking played defense. The vengeful spirit in The Woman in Black 2012 Ah. threatens what segment of the townspeople? What segment of the townspeople? Yes. What in the like which group of people out of the townspeople? I don't fucking know. The upper class? The the fucking lower class the peasants? I don't know. Children. That's not a class. That's a segment of a community. Oh fuck off. God damn it. Fuck. Unamas. Fucking piece of shit. <sighs> Of oh, okay of of what character in the loved ones is bright eyes the mother what so who is the mother of bright eyes in the loved ones Jesus angel eyes I fuck if I know nice I I should give you a point for that but I'm not going to it's Lola Stone and this means we are officially going through the deck three out of six times now as you if if you haven't been listening. Obviously, I told you what we're playing. So we've gone through the deck. Wait, no. Yeah, that was two times. Now we're going to go back through again. But the obviously, the questions that we've already asked have been marked off. So we're going to get through every single one of these fucking... Bam. Let's do this. Playability right here, man. Worth the 20 bucks. All right, come on. i got to bring it home for, for, for another one. Come on. It's been asked. Fuck my life. God damn it. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Okay. What actor played the titular character in Dracula 1931? No fucking clue. Really? Velma Spudnik. I don't know. Bella Lugosi. Wait, who? Bella Lugosi. No, wait, what? It says who played Dracula in 1931. Oh, I didn't know you said fucking Dracula. Shit. Maybe if you listen. Oh, my God. That, you really could have gotten a point for that. I really should have. I just heard tit and I got distracted. I'm not going to lie. You said titular and I, my mind went someone, somewhere completely different. Wow. That's on your <laughs> podcast forever. <laughs> it's our podcast. God. Is it? Yeah. I'll make sure to see about that on the YouTube. Oh, fuck you. Whatever, dude. Fucking roll the goddamn die. God, I'm a man, okay? I'm not perfect. Shocker. (laughs) Oh, fuck off with this. In The Conjuring 2013, what is the name of the entity tormenting the parson, the Perrin family? Bathsheba. Fuck off with this fucking game. And I win again. Fuck. Fuck this fucking game. God damn it. Yeah, I feel All like right, this just is give, give me time give me, for you to hit a button. 
give me no, I'm not hitting any fucking hit buttons. Hit a button Just, for me. No. Hit a button for what me. What button? The applause button. Dude, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna do be it, that podcast. It, I'm it. not gonna be that podcast. Just one, just no. One, just a God damn it! This is gonna. This is where all of our yeah. 17 listeners just stop listening. <laughs> oh shit! Wrong one. Shit! Wrong one. Jamie. Now this is on my podcast forever. So is tit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> now on that podcast. Okay. What purple? Last question for you. Fuck. If I get this one right, I get to go to the next one. If I get that one right, then it's double overtime. That sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> I'm, wow, this is going to be another one of those ones where I'm just not going to read that other portion of that question because that's stupid. Yeah, it happens. Nosferatu was originally released in what audio format? Fuck, I don't know. What do you mean? A silent or sound horror film. Uh, you have to just fucking si- okay. It's like you, that that leaves it open audio format. Oh, I don't like. Okay, are we talking like language? What are we talking about here? Silent. No shit. Yay! I get to go to the next one. This is what cheating looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Redemption. Have you ever played beer pong before? Oh, I get to pick. It's called Redemption. Wait, the blue one was already picked on this one. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Well, that's not the color you rolled. Oh, I rolled purple last time. I'm just a fucking moron. Don't mind me. (laughs) Don't mind me. I'm just a fucking idiot. Fine. In the opening of Suicide Club 2001, how many school children are in the group of victims at at the train station? 11. No, it's 54. Fuck my life. And I I still win. Bum, 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 bum. I really don't like you right now. You never do after these games. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> that's, fu- <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. I hate it. Take it back. Take it back. No. Why not? Because I would like to go do other things in my life at some point. Oh, I was trying to get the flaw, flaw, flaw. What's it called? Air horn noise. It's not an air horn. I thought it was like a Spanish horn or something. A Spanish horn. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. Hold on. Wait. 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 Is it this right here? All right. And Gabby is the winner. Yay! Did it. Did it. That's it. That's all I get. God, we're really that podcast. If you're still listening, this show will now be entirely made of us trying to do air If anyone's still listening at this point, God bless you. Thank you. You fucking did it. Help you. You did it. You're you're into our fucking chaos and our absurdity. Good God. Well, that was fun. Even though I lost, it's fine. I'm not sad at all. I'm not gonna hold a grudge. I'm not gonna be angry. I swear, at all. It's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. Like, uh, it's honestly fine. I'm okay. I, I can tell how fine it is. I am going to go back through all of these episodes and start a tally here and see who's actually winning it's at some me. point. It's, it's me. <laughs> it's it's okay. Well, it's now that we don't have so much going on, we're going to dead it. Dead. What? It's got Don't <laughs> fucking ruin. You ruined it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's gonna be May. Wow. Anywho, now that we have more time, except for someone's on their fucking phone right now and yeah, not paying because attention. Because I have to live my life. 
oh, am I? Am, is this podcast interrupting your daily, like, uh, whatever, daily yes. broadcast? Yes. The fuck, dude? You, you know what? You and Zool can fucking pack your shit up and get out of here. You shut your face. She is sleeping. Right, is she sleeping? Thank God. Just wandering around this fucking room this entire show, just like, let me sniff this over here. There's some interesting stuff in this room. She's just checking. One day out. we got to have her on the fucking show, man. She'd be a great guest. She has a lot to say about crotch licking. She has a lot to say about so many things. Really want to get her opinion on the uh, the new It movie. Really been bugging me. So, yeah, man. I guess that's it. I guess that's over. All good things must come to an end. Or all Did, What, is this the end of the show forever? That's it. 25 episodes. We're out. Fuck all this equipment I bought. Fuck all this decorations I put up in the studio. Fuck it. We're done. <laughs> no, no, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, oh, well, technically next week. All, all the podcast episodes have kind of been out of whack, posted at really random times because life has just gotten in the way. So we will be back to our regularly scheduled program next week, maybe, possibly, I don't know. And I'm going to start saying what we're doing next week because you just got to fucking tune in next time. Tune and see. in. It's a surprise. No, no surprise. No regrets. A surprise. Surprise. So no hints for next week. Just tune in. It's going to be fun. I will say that you will be back for next week. And that is all I'm going to give. I'm on that episode? You're on that episode. It's the one that we're doing next week. Oh, crap. Okay. Oh, goodness. Well, it's been fun. I feel like it's been so long since we've done this, even though it's only been a matter of a couple of weeks. Nonetheless, I'm wrapping it up. Shut your face parts. I didn't say anything. Anyways, guys, stay tuned. Stay spooky.